This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. And welcome back to this week's episode of Date Night China. So we've all heard of the expat exodus and know many foreigners who are leaving China at this moment. Moving to a new country is challenging on your own, but moving with a partner can make this experience even more challenging with variables to consider, such as different home countries, visas, and finances, and your own goals, careers, and personalities. How will moving change your relationship, and how do you deal with those challenges? So Morag from Scotland and Valdu from South Africa are an expat couple leaving China at the end of November this year. They are joining the podcast this week to talk about how they prepared to leave China and the conversations and considerations you need to take as a couple. So welcome, Morag and Valdu. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. We're excited. And we should let everybody know that uh, Valdu and Morag are longtime friends of ours. You know, pretty much family. We we have what? a lot of great guests. <laughs> we have a lot of great guests that come on that that we sort of like we meet, don't we? And then they become friends. And yeah. We've had some friends come on, but. Uh, you, you guys, you know, OG. We're the OG. Yeah. 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 We're the dream from team. The, from the dream team. You know, yeah. COVID, COVID buddies. We've seen it all. We've been here for each other. Yeah. We've yeah. been thick and thin. It's been really cool. Like, we've had these COVID years together, and we've been really tight doing Christmases, Thanksgivings, holidays, birthdays. Um, And Nathan and I are distraught that you're leaving. So distraught. <laughs> and I think we're not the only ones, though, experiencing expat friends leaving China now. I feel like there's, like, several goodbye parties every single month. It's just kind of a can part remember, of life. Can you remember, like, May, June, there was, like, a, a fuck ton of parties. Like, it was, you almost felt like, well, you know, I know so many people. But it's it's the sheer amount of people that were leaving. I, there was, like, a month, I think, where I had the option of two or three parties every week. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is quite insane. It's going to be that way again, I think, over the next couple of months. I think the end of the year, there are Coming a lot up to more Chinese people. New yeah. yeah, a lot of people There's leaving way again. way more people, yeah, like this month especially. Um, but we're excited to talk to you guys um, because I think there's a lot of big steps that go into it with leaving China. Like I've had a lot of friends have to go through the process, figuring out your next steps, where you're going, what are you going to do? But you guys are also a couple. So there's a lot to consider with that as well. You're not just making that decision for yourself. You're talking to each other. Um, but first, before we get into all of that, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? We'll start with you, Morag. Where are you from? How long have you been in China? What do you do here? You know, the usual stuff. Yeah, sure. I'm Morag. I'm from Scotland, as you introduced already. Um, I did work for CGTN alongside Rachel, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I'm unemployed as of last Friday. So that's weird to now have nothing to do until we leave at the end of the month. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's next. Yeah. But we'll, I guess we'll get into that more. <laughs> Yeah. How about you, Valdu? Um, I'm I'm Valdu. Uh, I've been here for four years, um, and uh, it's uh, it's been four good years. And uh, but now uh, 
you know, making this decision, uh, I'm, I'm quite happy with the decision we've made to leave. Um, I'm a teacher, you know, I've been teaching here for four years. And um, yeah, and I think I said I'm from South Africa, yeah. You are? But yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if people at home, they actually get the, the gravitas or people that are in China or have been to China, they understand. But I, I think under you're not just leaving like one place to another place so you're not just going on holiday leaving china is is a whole other fucking thing like you know it's way bigger than me leaving the west when i when i left england to come here the like i thought that was a big deal but whoa no like when me leaving china to go back or wherever i go it seems just like such a bigger deal in my mind is that i mean how do you compare it like you leaving south your homes to come here is that greater or less of a of a deal than you leaving here to go ne- wherever next? I mean, I, th- I, th- I think it's a bit of the opposite because uh, we actually spoke about it before we came. It's like, you know, okay, wait, back back up, you know, where you started. Coming to China wasn't that of a big deal. It was more of you packed your things up and within two months, you kind of you know, I was I was in China within two months of quitting my job, getting a job here, and in two months getting the visa, and I was in China. But um, we, like I said, we spoke about it earlier before we came. It's like you've built up such a comfort. You know, China has this comfort zone that mm. we, you know, it's it's a bit I think a little bit more difficult leaving China now than yeah. what it was coming because China has given you that comfort zone. You know, you've you've had your the apartment you've you know your way to school you know your way back you know how long it's going to take you to get to places and you know you have a good salary so it uh, you know i think it's harder leaving and and not just about like the comfortable life that we all know china is but also the last three years have been this incredible time where none of us have been able to go home for christmas for thanksgiving and i think before Mm. covid happened China was much more of a, like, you could fly in, you could fly out. Like, every holiday we were all traveling. Yeah. But the last three years, I mean, we all met over over COVID. And yeah. we've been together every weekend, every spare minute, every birthday, every Christmas. And that's really hard to walk away from because this is the closest I've been to people and the longest I've spent in a place, probably since university or even school. So... I do think it's going to be a massive wrench. And for anyone leaving, I think it is a massive wrench because God, like this is our family that we've had for three years. Yeah. And how do you say goodbye to that? And I'm not even aware of like the sort of like, I don't know, any residual trauma from like being here for th- locked in China oh, for three PTSD years. for sure. <laughs> PTSD of like COVID and all that stuff. I don't know what's, I don't know how I'll feel because I'm going, you know, on holiday, you know, back to the UK for December and, I don't know how it's going to be to live in like a post-COVID West. I don't even know what that looks like. I think that's a big thing people talk about, though, is the reverse culture shock, right? You're like leaving this way of life you've learned to adapt to in China, which was really hard the first three months. And then you figured it out. You're like, I know Didi. I know mm-hmm. my Meituan. I know my favorite shops. I know my restaurants. I know everything. And then you're like suddenly back in a world where you're like, I can eavesdrop on every conversation. Oh, and I, no, I can't imagine. just be pushing people around <laughs> on the street, you know? So I'm sure the reverse culture shock is I can't is just like be that. annoyed at like somebody driving and just say like, <laughs> under my breath, very loudly say, what a cunt. And, <laughs> yeah. and, be, and be safe in the knowledge that they didn't understand me. Yeah. Like, 
when I go back, I'll have to just like keep those like you know. Thoughts You're gonna have a to hard myself. time with that. I think. I'm like cunt. Oh, what'd you say? I'm like, oh fuck, you understand me. No, but you'll be the cunt because you'll be jaywalking all over yeah, and like crossing zebra cro- crossings when a car's already halfway over, and they're gonna be like, guy, have you not read the highway code? And you're like, sorry, I'm in China. I've lived in China for like years. Yeah. I don't know the way world I'll, works. I'll be in a restaurant and I won't be politely sticking my hand up trying to get the attention. Flea I'll be and- shouting. <laughs> Oh, it'll be so that'll be so rude back home yeah. like yeah <laughs> but to back people up to your relationship let's give people a very quick rundown of mm-hmm. when you met how did you meet and what has gotten you to this point where you're feeling this desire to leave china so we met the romantic way of of saying it is we were a quarantine romance yeah which in layman's terms means we met on tinder yeah we, d- <laughs> we did yeah um we actually both came back. Was it the same day? It wasn't the same. It was one day difference. You came one day before I did. Came back to China. So like it was very early 2020. COVID had just kicked off. I guess we were both retrospectively making our minds up whether to leave China or come back. Yeah. And we both luckily came yeah, back. Yeah, we both were in different... You were in Seoul, I think. And yeah, I was, I was in, in Vietnam and we both... You know, got to an airport and they gave you the choice of you fly back to your home country or you go back to China. And uh, luckily for us both, we chose, you know, Mm. to come back to China. And uh, when we got back, we were both put in, well, quarantine, but, you know, just advised you to stay home. And... uh, yeah, and what do you do when you're in quarantine and you're bored? You see what what Tinder's about. So you download Tinder and I guess we both swapped on each other and... That, you know. You guess. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and guess. Right, right away, was it like, ooh, let's just have fun and see where things go. It's stressful time. Or did, was, you know, what was the pace of it? Was it like, let's keep it casual and see where it goes? Or... We both, yeah, we had both had 10 days left, about 10 yeah. days odd, about odd 10 days left in quarantine. So, we so it wasn't, we couldn't break way. out, yeah, to go meet each other. <laughs> it couldn't be like, yeah, see you tonight. So we kept it for the, for about 10 days. We just spoke on Tinder. And then obviously eventually Ooh, got each other's WeChat. The, I think then, we got each other's WeChat. Yeah, think, okay, yeah, we got uh, we got it off the bat. But was that was I still was I talking to you again like before you met Valdu? I just remember. Yeah, I broke out of quarantine. My, I mean, I didn't break out of quarantine. <laughs> my first night back in Beijing, and we went out. But, but, but like I remember you being thirsty as fuck about you talking about that day. It's like you were fucking <laughs> chopping at the bit, you know. You were thirsty as fuck. I don't know if she pl- did. She play it cool on the first day because I-, I assure you she wasn't. Well, we were gonna meet on the. It was the fourteenth of February on yeah, so Valentine's. Yeah, the first day we were gonna get both guy of the kind of advised quarantine was Valentine's Day, and we were like, no, absolutely not. There's too much pressure and. So then we ended up meeting very hungover on the 15th. Because we both went out separately anyways. Yeah, we we both went out and then... And I was like, oh, I want to go for a cute date in the Hutongs. And then uh, the bar we wanted to go to didn't open till five. So I'd messaged him at two saying, do you want to go for a pre-date drink at Paddy's? And then we stayed there all night and then (laughs) went to locals. We didn't end up going to the Hutongs anyway. We were basic bitches. Yeah. Classic first meetup, yeah. though. Very low-key and fun. It was. No yeah. pressure. Yeah, yeah. We, we met at Patty's. Uh, she was there first. She bought the beers. And then uh, as I walked in, she had the, the, the finger guns up. And uh, that's <laughs> when I knew. Morag. Yeah, the classic Morag with the finger guns. This is the one. And I was like, yeah, this this, this could be the one. This could be the one. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it all started from there. We, we spent the night in Patty's. And then we went to... Uh, 
the locals. We didn't make it to the Utahns. You, you hit up all those classic expat spots right from the beginning. We yeah, did. we got it out the right. way. We got it <laughs> when it was empty. Yeah. <laughs> and how did it progress from there? Was it like, okay, how did you get like? We can give people the very quick kind of elevator speech version, but you guys oh, no, I'd, very I had quickly to work, were like... I had to work hard for it. Okay. Yeah, no, I, t- I, I did. I worked hard for it. You did? Yeah, no, I did. But everything Hands happened down, very did. quickly. I think on our second date, we were both like, um, we want to... I was like, I don't want anything serious unless it's like the si- the one, the you know? I, I, unless it's like, I'm leaving the country with this person and like there's a future... I'm not bothered by dating around. Like, I'm. it's great to be friends. Like, we can keep it casual and just date. But let's not waste each other's time here. So we'd had those conversations quite early. And I think we moved in within, like, three months. I, I think wow. it was really was early that, that wow. we no, moved but it was, in. It was, first, it was. Yeah, it was first two months of, of, actual, of, of knowing dating. each other. Yeah. And then three months of dating. And then we, yeah, we moved in. Super with quick. It, yeah. And... It worked out. You know, it did work, it out. work out. Yeah, I've it never... has worked out. I mean, <laughs> look, look, here you are now. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've been even, trying yeah, it together. Yeah. Exactly what we said on our second date. <laughs> so I love it. and But I think you guys are both very, from what we've learned and seen as you guys as a couple, I think you guys are both very good with goals and, and challenges. And that can maybe come into play with um, your talks with leaving China. When did you both first start feeling the, the desire to leave China? And did it actually happen at the same time? Because you guys both have different career paths, different jobs, different yeah. things. Did and it also, did it line like, because if you were single, you would, you know, you would just have that urge and you'd like contemplate it and then you would put it into action. But now you've got, you've got a whole other person, a whole other life where it's like, oh, I'm thinking this. So yeah, talk us through that, that initial spark of, I need to leave, therefore we need to leave. Like, how did that come about? So originally, I mean, we'd had this lofty plan that we were going to cycle back to the UK from China, but there was no clear date. It was just kind of like, in the future, we'd really like to do this. I think this time last year, I I like started really freaking yeah, out. You, and yeah, I was like, I need to leave. Like, I need a date. Like, I need to know that we're doing this. Um I was definitely the first one. Like, yeah. you would have been quite happy to stay. Yeah, I would have. I would have stayed. I would have stayed probably longer. But, I mean, once you told me that you know you would like to leave, obviously I wondered. You know, I wondered, oh, how would it be to leave? And then, you know, eventually my mind made up itself, if I could say. Mm. You know, I thought, yeah, maybe, maybe it is time to leave. You know, maybe it is. It is a good time to leave. And, <laughs> you know, it slowly, my decision happened. But it, it happened more when we, we kind of, I'm all about visualizing things. So, you know, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when Morag said, you know, she wants to leave. So I thought, okay, let's make up a, let's make up a, a goal, what we have to save before we have to leave to go do something. So once we did that, I felt it became more clear to me that, Wow, maybe I also want to leave. I guess it was like, yeah, I was quite happy to say last, like this last summer, I could have left then. Valdi was saying next summer. And we kind of came up with the middle ground, which was Christmas. We got to see our families. Um, And for me, I just needed a date. With a date, I would be happy because I felt, I, I think a lot of people feel this way in China. Like you're kind of boxed in, especially with everything that's been going on with, with lockdowns and stuff. Um, and you were much more, you needed a monetary goal that you could reach before 
before leaving. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we kind of combined those where it's like you had the money side up on the wall and yeah. I had the date up the on the date, wall. Yeah, and the we could down. see that the, the money was getting closer to the date. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And it was just kind of like it made us both feel comfortable with that decision because, yeah, I mean, originally you were uncomfortable with leaving so soon. Yeah, then, for the sake that COVID put me back, you know, three months of COVID, not getting paid. I'm, you know, mm. I'm sure that happened to a lot of mm. people that, you know, it put me back in terms of my goals of savings. So, you know, I, I needed to do that first before I could leave. Mm. And yeah, once that was, you know, once I got to the goal, we we decided on a goal of, you know, I'm talking in terms of money, but decided on a goal like what, how much money do we need for what did, you called it a buffer you know if, you know if we leave we yeah. we want to have a bit of a a few months sabbatical whether it's to go do well we're planning to do a cycle but what is the buffer of the amount we need to get once we have that money then you know we can we can leave start planning yeah actually. we can we can leave comfortably and once we got to that that goal you know then it all, all the decisions fell in place you know we were like yeah. okay let's leave december I mean, what did you say? December 30? December Originally, 30, we were yeah. like, we'll leave on New Year's Eve. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll, we'll see the fireworks, <laughs> even though there's no fireworks in China for New Year's. And, and then, yeah, changing. and then I came back home one day and I was like, nah, I'm going to leave wow. end of November. I think that's so cool, though. We, we've we been over to your apartment. We've seen the thing on the wall. You've seen it. It's I think so that's impressive. a really impressive so thing, impressive. especially for a couple anyway. I think you guys have always been very open with each other about financial goals, sharing that, because it can be a bit like of a touchy thing to talk about sometimes with taboo, especially with yeah. your partner it's a taboo yeah. thing even if you are really close with somebody because you're like ooh financials and are we saving up together what are we doing with this money together it is tough you know and I think you guys have been so honest in like saying this is a really important goal because money does provide a buffer and if you're moving mm. unexpected costs it's giving yourself time that's something mm-hmm. nathan and i talk about as well like yeah. if we had to leave china moving costs the unknown of what's going to happen in the future i think that's really smart planning on your part yeah i mean i think that goal. was that was all voldu because like i'm much more like at the drop of a hat I'll be like everything will work its way out. i could leave tomorrow and we'll just figure it out oh. but that's also not fair to do to another person Mate. if like voldu you're you're much more particular about like yeah, you want to plan was... you want to know how are we going to survive? How are we going to pay for yeah, this? Day. <laughs> this is the thing, though. I mean, like, there's been, over the past couple of years, been, like, especially through COVID, I've known so many people that have just think, you know, I'm, I've been here for X amount of years and now's the time to go home. When you're going, oh, like, you know, next month. And it's... And I'm just like, I'm just beside myself. It's like, you're just on a drop of a hat in a month. You think you're going to go back to wherever the fuck it is. And everything's going to be fine. Like, you know, like the buffer of leaving China and like, the, it's not going to be like, I think the, the salary, the, the rent, the, the, the wage. <laughs> like, just, it's just spiraling it now. Me, when I hear people are just like, oh, I'm just going to go back. It gives me anxiety. Yeah. Thinking that it's I like, what are you doing to yourself? It is different. I mean, I, I understand that stress and especially when you're thinking about so many things. But also if you are your own self, we've, we've known mm. a lot of just people going by themselves back home. They've I got, still think it's fucking nuts. They, they've got, yeah, yeah. I still you know, think yeah. I think it's nuts too, but I think it people, it's like a great idea. If, if you're, if <laughs> some you're people thinking and you're saying family, <laughs> some people have really good things or like time and buffer that they can rely on. But I think it changes. It's a huge game changer when you're with somebody, especially from a different country or mm-hmm. from different backgrounds, you have to navigate the visas. You have to think about somebody else that you're, you know, you're like, oh my God, it's not just me I have to worry about. If it's just you, I think you can fuck off a lot easier, right? You can just like, 
All right, I'm just going to go home. I'll live with my parents for a bit. Nah, it's nah, fine. Nah, I can nah, make nah. it work. Well, it's also know. worrying about someone else's goals as well. Like, there was a nah. lot of talk about, like, what are our goals to, of leaving China, right? Like, what, did what you even we... did you even know at the time? You're like, shit, I've not thought about that. Or you, or you, were you very clear? Or did you have to have a few conversations? It's like, I need to sit and think about this, and then I'll get back to you. I don't know. We were very, quite, you know, Morag was very clear because, I mean, at the beginning it was more of I'm leaving China because she wants to leave China. You know, at the yeah. beginning when the conversation all started, it felt like, okay. I'm leaving because Morag wants to leave. But then the more I thought about it, you know, I, you know, you, you come to terms, you feel like, oh, actually, I do want to leave. But oh, I don't know what my point was. Uh. Wait, <laughs> yeah. what, point. what did you feel like after you and, and Morag talked about it a bit and you had time to wrap your mind oh. around it? What did you? No, it was more like, future? yeah, then, you know, she gave me the she said, all right, but the next place we go to, you know, is on you. So she, you know, we both leave China, but where we go next is basically my choice. But with her input, you know, I can't yeah, put us sure, in. Yeah, yeah. And this is why, you know, hopefully our next destination would be North Africa where, well, Central Africa, where I hopefully can get a teaching job, but where, you know, she could also get a job, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah, it's like give and take with anything. And I think that's something in terms of, like, my goal was just to leave China, but then you're with another person and their goals are slightly different and you're much more like, you're you're a teacher by trade, you want to be at school next year, September, whereas I'm quite happy flitting around. So you have to take mm. that into consideration. No, and I'm, I'm a little bit more structured. I need a you, job. Are, you are I, couldn't, I, couldn't, <laughs> I could not have a job because I would sleep all day. And you yeah. couldn't be free. And I'd run and I'll sleep and run and sleep <laughs> and run. That's that's all I'll do all day long is just sleep and run. But I, it would so be a cheap life though. I understand that though because I remember in my, you know, early before I came to China in my early 30s, you know, I I jumped from one job to like nothing thinking I'll figure it out. And yeah. I, you know, I did and I eventually got this job here, but it took a lot longer to get this job in China. And that feeling of jumping from one ship just into open water, it's like, I'd, I don't know if I'd want to do that again. I'd have to have, like, a really compelling reason to do it, to, you know. But, like, ideally, you jump from one ship to another ship, you know. Like, but, like, are you more content of, like, you, like you're focused on what you're really valuing right now is leaving China so you can just have space and freedom just to work out, just to have some distance from everything, and you've built up this buffer that you're just happy that it's like, okay... I just need the space to to have space from all the have shit space. from China. <laughs> space. You know? I think uh, this time last year, it really was just, it, it felt, I felt very boxed in. Um, in terms of what's next or why I want to leave, I, I do just think it's time to go somewhere new. I think, mm. I think North Africa, like I'm happy anywhere. Like I never thought I'd end up in Africa. But I never thought I'd end up in China, you know, so yeah. I'm kind of like along for the ride. I think it'll be really fun. And if you get a really good job in Africa, I'll figure yeah, something. Yeah, back to what you said. For me, I'm, I'm very I want to jump from one ship to the next ship. So what made that easier is that we built up a buffer for that. You know, if I can't jump from one ship to another ship, you've there got is, money flow. There's yeah, there's there's something that can until I get to that next ship. Yeah. There is something, you know, there's money that which we've smart, saved. Which yeah, is smart, yeah. We've saved up together. 
and it's our shared money, our money, but we both have our savings. And that's, you know, that's something that, you know, I don't want Morag to touch her savings and I don't want to touch her savings because we both chose the life of being an expat. And with that comes, you know, you sign out from your retirement fund or retirement annuity back at home. So, you know, all the money you make as an expat is basically for your retirement. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I was very adamant on, you know, saving, I guess, you know, saving for this buffer period so that we have shared money until, I guess, the next ship comes by and mm-hmm. off we go. So, that, yeah, that was something I was, I was quite. I'm really grateful on. that you kind of taught me that. I mean, the last two years is the first time I've ever saved money. And I know you're the same, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> like me and you yeah. moved the same year I, to China. It's so interesting because I think, yeah, we came at a time where it was like, well, I've got this paycheck. Yeah. I'm going to travel. I would spend yeah. my money on everything, like traveling. Like go to Thailand experiences. for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. COVID is when I really first started saving money. Um which is interesting. But like, so for you, were you kind of motivated by Valdu saving money? Like, oh, okay. Like he's got these goals. Like I can just follow this lead and also save money. Yeah. I think I just realized like, wow, what an idiot I've been. Like I can still live the best life that I'm living here. I don't need to spend my whole paycheck. But I mean, up until COVID, I was like, well, I've still got money left. I'll buy some rents on the other bar and, you know, like, how, what's your most Everybody expensive tequila? Everybody spent so much money during COVID time. Oh, you know, my God. We, we, we did. Feel but like we, had a, we had one friend who, like, I think he tallied up his February 2020 total bill. Oh, is that some? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. 20,000 RMB. No. Yes, because he was the guy who would also buy rounds for he people did. at the bar. And you're, you're just out thinking, like, whatever. And also, you were, like, making new friends. It was friends. unprecedented, wasn't it? Like, we'd not like, lived, like, a time like this, like, a global pandemic. Well, I think like, it was just social changes in China, too. Like, friend groups changed. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't come back, couldn't get back in. Yeah. It was like, what's going on? Yeah. Everybody's just, like, out, like, trying to live their best life. It was, like, Freshers Week, but for, like, six weeks. For, for a long time. <laughs> for adults. I was, I was the <laughs> With most, money. Oh the most ill I've ever been during that period. I was just hungover or drunk, and there was yeah. no in Sometimes between. Sometimes both, and you just keep carrying on, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, yeah. I'm going to get back on it. I don't, I don't think I, I ate a vegetable that whole time. <laughs> they were scarce, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol was plentiful. Vegetables were scarce. Yeah. So would you say, I mean, like, so the thing is about, like, China is uh, it is a bit of a bubble, and when I think about, like, your career, or if you said somebody back home, this is what I worry about, so I don't know if... I, I think I'm projecting right now. That, like, I, I can say I've done X, Y, and Z in China, but they might have no reference of what that is. Did that impact your decisions about your career thing? Okay, I could say I've done this for four years or three years or whatever it is here, uh, but did you... Have you had those concerns and has that influenced where you want to take your lives and career next? Oh, man, it's a massive stress. We don't, oh. we don't know. <laughs> If someone's looking for a, a state media journalist in another country and a teacher, let us know. I mean, yeah. it, is, it is a massive stress. We don't, we still don't know what's next. So we've got the buffer. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm applying for jobs <laughs> all over the world, actually. Anywhere. <laughs> Hoping that I land one in Central Africa, but... I mean, yeah. It is a, it is a worry because the China bubble, like we've said already, like it is comfortable. You kind of get, you know, it sounds so bizarre that you're comfortable in China, but especially during COVID, like it has been so relaxed and nothing's really changed and uh and everything's fine. Like it does 
it is, of course, a risk to move outside of that. But also, I mean, we were even speaking about this yesterday, maybe. Like, if you don't put yourself outside of that, you're never going to know. And like, yeah, you've got 20% reservation and 80% wanting to do it. That 20% reservation is like the comfort and yeah. the knowledge that like you're going to have a job, you're going to have a nice apartment, you're going to have all this stuff. Like our relationship works here. We've never gone out into the real world I, I, as, as far as outside of China goes. Yeah. So it is like stepping off into the unknown, but it's also super exciting. Like, uh, yeah, there's yeah, a lot is, of stress that comes with it, for sure. D- does yeah. it feel like that, like stepping out? Because like this is what sometimes irks me a little bit when people talk to me back home, you know, because to see the photos and, you know, you can judge a lot about a person's life if you're just looking at Instagram or something like that. And this idea of like, oh, you're going out to the real world. And it's like, well, I work, I've got stress. I do these things. I've, you know, I've got, I'm living a life. You know what I mean? I'm not just, you, you can live yeah, a little bit more luxurious. That, my family here. thinks that too. They're like, you're just traveling all the time, but there's a lot more to it. You've still I, got a life. You yeah. Know? I think, but especially I think that lens gets applied to couples in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I've heard this so many times from friends or people leaving, even people like just making little comments like, oh, you're in a relationship and you met in China. You're in the China bubble. But once you leave China, it's actually different from what life is like inside China. So have you guys heard this kind of phrase before about the China bubble and what that means for a relationship outside of it? I think there's a lot of cynical people in our there data China group. There are a lot of yeah, cynical yeah. people. Like <laughs> someone said it to me the other day, actually. It was like, oh, a lot of relationships fail when they leave China because there's a lot of other influences. There's a lot of things that change. And that's, of course, but I think that's the same with any couple going anywhere or doing anything. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like we have already had a lot of the stress in terms of like, okay, we're both from different countries. So our passports are different. Visas are yeah. complicated. Um, that was something that's new to me being from the UK. I think I was very naive to how difficult Weak it would be. Other people's passports are. <laughs> yeah. To, to apply for visas in a pandemic. And I mean, even your UK visa that was meant to take two weeks took three months and, you yeah. know, having... We've, we've kind of had to go through some stress already with that. I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen on the other side, right? Mm-mm. But can you stay in the bubble forever? Just Out hoping, yeah. hoping yeah. that, yeah. thinking like, mm. well, if we leave this yeah. bubble, then maybe it won't work out. And maybe we won't stay together. Or maybe like something bad will happen. Do you want to stay in the bubble? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, uh, I think Rachel said it earlier. You still... You're still working, yeah. You still got a job. You're still facing stresses. What mm. what what makes it different from having that stress, yeah, or having that stress in a different country? You, you still have your your daily stresses. But yeah, and I think that like the success or like failure of a relationship, I think it's not exactly the China bubble. It's like those stressors, but it's like how you communicate and how mm-hmm. you handle those things. What it comes down to is your personalities and like how you're handling the conflict and talking to each other. Yeah. So it's an easy scapegoat. Say, oh, the reason why we didn't um, uh, succeed is because, you know, it was a China bubble. Like maybe those couples didn't talk enough. I think some people are cynical too. Yeah. 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 I think there's definitely a way to do it. Yeah. Of yeah. course there's it's, a way. It's, 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 like, I don't know. It's like the, you know, the equivalent of saying, oh, well, you know, Mercury was in retrograde, you know, like. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was, <laughs> you know, or maybe you just didn't talk enough. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe. Yeah. Can we ask yeah. you guys then, have there been any really particularly difficult conversations with moving and leaving China? Um, maybe anything that's had any certain kind of like conflict that you've had to come together and figure out, oh, 
we talk in different ways. We communicate in different ways. And the way we handle this conversation, I guess it's also a larger conversation about your, your relationship conflict and communication styles as well. Are you yeah. the same? A lot of, a yeah, lot of I guess them. it's not just about leaving China. I mean, when we did start, you know, when we did start dating, you know, I'd, I wouldn't talk about a lot of things. We're more like we would want to talk about a lot of things. So, you know, we we had to work out a lot of those things where, you know, I had to compromise and, you know, I had to talk a little bit more and Morag had to relax a little bit compromise more. Yeah, compromise and just relax a little yeah. bit more because, you know, maybe, you know, I would talk, I'll talk when I, I can't say when I feel like it, but when I think, you know, now I've worked through it and now it's the time to talk about it. So, yeah, we had, it's not just about leaving China. It was like, you know, we've worked through all those things before we've made the decision to leave China. And talking about China, I think, you know, obviously there's two sides of it. One of us wanted to leave earlier. One of us wanted to leave later. There was a lot of pressure with like visa and whose family do we go and see first? And all these things which are like big plans and, and you need like so many different plans in case plan A doesn't work, then you need plan B. And how do you deal with that? And how does the other person feel about that? And so there was a lot of communicating about it. And yeah, I get stressy. Like I'm uh, definitely an anxious person. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I get really anxious about stuff that might not even happen. Like we're still on plan B. We don't need plan C, <laughs> D, D, E, F, G, whatever. Yeah, well, I've I'm got a... I've got plan to Z. Sorted yeah, and I'm already. plan A and plan B. Yeah, and I was just gonna. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I only need two plans because one of them are gonna. Well, one now of them we are do need sink, a plan C. We do need a plan C still because plan B still, you know, touch and go. <laughs> but I think I think what you, like you know, um, knowing you two and and seeing that journey and that moment of you know, okay, we are gonna be leaving in the near distant future, whatever, and now that is coming upon us now. And, you know, we're, we're living that and in the next couple of weeks. Um, but it's a good blueprint. You know what I mean? I, I, I think it's a great blueprint. And when we finally get to that point, you know, I mean, I'm putting that stuff in place now, like the, trying to save and like buffer and all those things. I think what you guys have done about the finances as well and then talking it out and then like saying, okay, well, this is a, the, the general idea. Because you can't be so certain that this is going to happen and this is going to happen yeah. and, mm -hmm. and we need to do this this and this and it'll all work out perfectly fine it needs to be flexible but to be completely flexible to the point of having no ambition of what you're going to do is just a recipe for failure in my eyes yeah you need to have a few plans in order i mean i mean originally right we were we were cycling from here to the uk that was plan a and now it's changed a little bit and now we kind of don't know after we visit our parents, what we're going to do, because yeah. we're still waiting on a visa for Voldu. Well, yeah, to, to apply, apply for, for, a, yeah, we need yeah, to for a visa. Be in South Africa to apply for his EU visa. And so you do need to be very, I don't know, able to go with the flow, which is something I'm learning mm. through it. We're both like, at least we're together, you know, like at least we're yeah. leaving together. We see our families. And then whatever happens, it's an adventure. 
but with some goals or some plans <laughs> I like what I you know. said, though. Like, I think you guys have done a lot of self-reflection as well. Like, I'm this kind of person. Like, yeah. like you said, more. Like, I'm kind of an anxious person. Like, that's me as well. Yeah. Um, and it's good knowing that. You're like, okay, this is how I am going to respond to a situation and the kind of time and planning that I need for my peace of mind. But, Valdu, also for you, you're like, okay, this is what I need when I'm ready to, like, talk or my processing style. I think that's what any partnership has to, like, figure out. Like, Nathan and I as well. Like, I think mm-hmm. I'm very much, even if we have communication or conflict or something i'm a long processor mm-hmm. i need some time to think about things <laughs> i need a lot of time to think about things and i need time how do you feel about that nathan i need time to come back to it again though and be like hey nath um can i bring this up to you again but I'll, also like i didn't communicate that very well and i didn't bring it up at the right time like the timing of when you bring up those conflicts again or whatever is really important as well <laughs> and learning his communication styles as well <laughs> we're we're quite different in those but things it's, i know i can you know for all you know we talk about communication and even on the you know the podcast we have so many people that talk about communication and being open and, and dealing with all these things we meet so many couples and we learn so much from the people that come on but if, you know like when we have those moments ourselves you know i'll still fall into that classical sort of like male uh um uh role of just we have a problem okay here's the solution and we've fixed it great so let's <laughs> move on very quickly because it kind of feels like we've talked it all out and we've just fixed the problem you know, and it's, it's I, I'll still fall into that because it's just, I think it's just a natural thing to do, you know. Yeah. None mm. of us have it figured out though, right? Like no. it's all a growing yeah, yeah, yeah. process. It's a and process a, continually. Yeah. Like yeah. both of us have like, we've all been in relationships now for like two plus years and yeah. you're still like figuring out the best way to go about it and communicate and navigate. Different situations are going to come up too. Yeah. I mean, it is easier said than done. Yeah. yeah you just got to yeah. communicate. You just yeah. got to, yeah. oh, you got to, yeah. But maybe you're going to that day. You don't want to talk Exactly. Like there's mood to take into account consideration. Environment. And for sure leaving is going to be hard and we, are going to be our souls to each other like we we're are? both <laughs> yo i didn't sign in for She's that like, <laughs> but what happens though when you guys do have that kind of day because so you guys are going to be leaving and you're kind of each other's people now for the next few months for the foreseeable future like you've had this social circle community in china where you you've got your friends you've got your your running community and all these different groups where you can like rely and lean on with different people community and everything and so you're leaving for a bit that's kind of gonna get swept out from under you and you're each other's people. So how will you kind of navigate that when you're like having to rely on each other a bit more in that way? We have kind of, again, we haven't figured everything out, but we have kind of figured out that, oh, you know, you know, one could get grumpy tonight. So, you know, you would say like, yeah, there there could be a chance that I could get grumpy tonight because of this, because um, I'm feeling a bit tired. So I could get grumpy. So I'm sorry. <laughs> and do you just say that? You're like, I'm yeah, be, you I know, might like, be grumpy yeah, in yeah, advance. Yeah, you know, like in advance you would, and then, you know, we we like to use the, I'm on your team, you know, in the same corner. So it's just, you that's know, That's a good one when you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's a good, a good one, one, you know. Yeah, I'm on your side. You're like, oh, okay. You know, yeah, yeah. if you do feel like, oh, tonight might, you know, I'm going to drink a lot and you're going to drink a lot. So, uh, you know, things could, you know, if a fight does come up, just <laughs> know that I'm in your corner. Ah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Okay, yes. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, we're sorry. But, you know, you, you apologize in advance. So, I do feel like, again, you can't say you figured everything out. But, you know, we do try to figure out 
We try to foresee what yeah. could go wrong and maybe apologize before it even happens. Because God, if you apologize, yeah. Because if you apologize before, I then it's like, ah. Oh. I always forget. I, I, I mean, I'm, no, you don't I realize, always forget. I realize I'm grumpy the, the soon as like, something <laughs> offensive has left my mouth. So, <laughs> I've said something, I'm like, oh, I think I'm in a mood. <laughs> and then I need to sit and dwell on it. And then after, and then I'll be like, Okay, I'm 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 a bit grumpy, <laughs> but I don't realize it until it's already left the yeah, station. Yeah, it's amazing you guys have the foresight sometimes. Cause I yeah, do not we're, have the we're bad at predicting. Yeah, I try. I try have that foresight. I try have that foresight of what what could possibly go wrong. Yeah, I think well. in terms of like being each other's people when we leave, I mean, of course, like it's going to be a massive strain on anyone's relationship if you go from this very social. You've got your different friend groups and similar friend groups and go to something where you don't know anyone. But like, to me, I think, thank God I've got you wherever we go next. Cause like, you're my best pal. Yeah. And we're gonna go out, we're gonna immediately find a running group. We will do stuff that's active. We I will... mean, you'll never find friends like us. No, so like, and that, I mean, that is the <laughs> biggest trend. Yeah. That just is like, the worst thing. Just, just remind yourselves of the crushing reality that you'll it's never true. find a, a closeness a uh, group of friends is the way that we are. But I heard you're already doing interviews to replace us, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Trust uh, and Meg. So, like, you know, like, you know, like, being there, like, being each other's people, essentially, Mara, you just need to take up golf. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> that would, you need to take up golf. And, but they uh, run together already. Uh, you got all the Volte. challenges. You yeah. run, you cycle, you do all the crazy things together already. Like, And Voldy grew out his nails so he could come for a manicure with me. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Again, you got to compromise. Yeah. Some, so, it's, it's hard. It, it'll be hard, Valdi, but you'll get through it. It'll yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I like think how every... you talked about it but before. Like, we've talked about this before, and you were just like, yeah, he's my teammate. Yeah. Like, he's my partner. And I think that's a, a really cool way of looking at it. Like, yeah, I'm always going to be on your side. I support you. Like, let's, we've got each other's backs. Like, we're each other's people. Like, we've got it. And I think that's the thing about, like, you know, I obviously wanted to leave first, and then Valdi got on my team. And now I'm going back to say, like, where do you want to go? Like, you pick the places, you apply for the jobs, and then let's see where you get the jobs, if I can also get a job there. Like, I'm your teammate this time around. Mm. And I think that's, you know, sometimes you've got to sit down and be the teammate. Like, you can't be the lead. And, I mean, we have had really tough conversations where I've been like, you know, if, you know, if you're just going along with this and if you do want to stay, then that's also totally fine. But we need to talk about that realistically because there's no point jumping on a ship just because but i do think now it's it's a really balanced decision yeah. and we both got what we wanted to feel comfortable to move on to the next place yeah. and hey china's always here so for you guys just making um a plan to leave is there any advice you would give to other couples who are going to go did you guys i know you talked about like a little bit of a timeline financially is there a checklist you guys made what do you think would help other couples from different countries different variables to make a plan to leave to another country? I think the main thing for me was, would be like plan way ahead of when you need to mm. think that prepare, you need to start prepare. planning. Like we started planning about a year ago. Mm. We started saving about two years ago to leave. And actually like at the start of this year, I mean, it's now November. At the start of this year, we started looking to like Valdi's from South Africa, his visa situation and we applied way too early for his UK visa. But as I said, it was like meant to take two weeks. It took three months. Mm. So like just give yourself so much time 
and have like six different options of things. So if the first option doesn't work out, that's okay. You've got plan B. And like, I know you would say I've got too many different options, but it is, it is sometimes good to have yeah, I would definitely those continuation say, like, plans. Be prepared, you know, to, if you, if you choose to leave, don't just leave overnight, you know, make sure you have, have an exit plan and be prepared, you know, so you could leave without, with as little stress as possible. Because yeah. if, you, if you make a plan and you're prepared, you're able to get on, you know, you're able to get onto the plane feeling excited to leave, not knowing, you know, knowing that you have something, you know, you've prepared again, prepared. Like, I like that you said, like, the feeling of excitement getting on the plane. I just remember that's how I felt getting to China. Mm. And I moved a few times in China. And I, I just know I felt ready and excited for mm-hmm. that next step. And I think that's the feeling I want when I'm leaving China. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I have so many things I have not, like, totally. You don't have to have everything figured out. But more just, like, this sense of dread and, like, oh, I don't know if I, like, did everything I needed to do yeah. there and got it done. I want the feeling of excitement. Like, oh, my God, I'm moving to the next step. And, you know, I want that feeling of, yes, this push, I'm going to figure things out as I go or with my partner. And you know what? But we're going to tackle it together. And there's like excitement and positivity about what we're going towards next. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Like, that's the thing that we're really excited about. It's like we built a life here and it's it it was it's always going to be in our hearts. It's like this amazing place that we first met and our first home together and stuff. But like now we're actually jumping out into like our adventure, like the next step of our adventure. And that's super exciting. It is super exciting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If the if the thought of, you know, leaving China has crossed your mind, you know, you should verbalize that to your partner, mm. even if you've just thought about it. Because it does... That's, that's, that's a really good It does, yeah. It does, uh, you know, it does help you. But yeah. thank you guys for joining us today, Morgan Valdu, and sharing about your experiences preparing Indeed. to leave. I mean, we're really sad about it, but also very we're excited for sad. you guys. Like, it's going to be so too. exciting to go on this together and and figure it out as you go because that's just how it's that's how yeah. it goes. That's and you right. guys, and we are excited. We're we're, we're going to so be excited. gutted that you're leaving, but we're excited that you're going on get to a big brand house, new adventure. Get a big house in Africa, and we'll come visit you. Know, you. And we'll yeah. come visit you in the wherever you end up. Yeah, yeah come mm. join us. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Date Night China. That's it. Bye. 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 <laughs>